0: figured out the secret to how to convert the Amon device into the Tesla Piercero version of the same device and thus scale it down and how to work the noble gas back into the picture since I removed it in the prior podcast. Now that I know that the moving part is the rotating aluminum discs constructed in the fashion of Kit Carson's electrostatic rotary device but what if <clears throat> what we do is we create a tube be it well it, be it at atmospheric pressure or in large pressure I suspect it's in large pressure but to help accentuate um, the, the process by making it easier for the molecules of gases in that tube to become more readily excitable, uh, more readily, more, more easier to excite them, and thus increase their energy gain of, at very little cost, uh, pr- because we've stored a potential energy in the form of pressure, the pressurized noble gas inside the tube. But what if inside the tube we have a stationary version of Kit Carson's electrostatic device in which the plates are do not rotate, But they each have a different percentage coverage, and yet they're all linked together in pairs. So, you know, in the rotary, in Kit Carson's device, they alternate so that all the A plates, you know, they alternate A, B, A, B, A, B, and all the A plates are connected together in parallel, all the B plates are connected in parallel, and those are the two so-called plates of the Kit Carson device, and they rotate based on the, uh, motor, the electric motor, that's the way Kit Carson designed it, but what if we offset the plates so that they're not all in the same position and then make them stationary and then put the noble gas inside there and excite it. Now it's going to want to, um, all these little molecules or atoms, whatever, of, uh, See, now, I don't know if it's ar... No, it can't be arcing. It would have to be proto-arcing. It would have to be pre-plasma. It would just be in an ionizing state. Um, So we can't charge the thing with a voltage that's greater than the breakdown voltage. It has to be less than the breakdown voltage of whatever that noble gas that we're using. If we're using air, then it has to be less than 1,000 volts. But in any case, it's easier if we use something like helium because that has a breakdown voltage of, I think, 45 volts if I'm not mistaken. Meanwhile, uh, neon is somewhere between 60 and 90. So, we use a noble gas such as helium, and, but we don't charge it with that much voltage. Now, if, again, I go back to the 6-volt battery in its day 100 years ago that was under the hood of, a, of any car, then that would maybe be the voltage used to ionize the gases but not provide enough voltage to turn them into a plasma and light up the noble gas. In any case, all of these little excited uh, molecules or monoatomic atoms, I don't know, whatever, are busy changing their energy states at random and they are in different positions at different points in time relative to the various plates that have various capacitances between them when paired off when you look at the relationship between adjacent plates you know any two plates A versus B it's not going to be the same as any other pair of plates and that might create parametric excitation with no moving parts because now we get the noble gas to do the moving and to do the randomized um, you know okay here we go it's just like boiling Or evaporation. Evaporation is a form of boiling in which the molecules are so slowly boiling away we don't notice it doesn't even have to be boiling temperature per se because that's a collective temperature that we read of the entire pot of water. It's not the temperature of individual molecules of water in which when water evaporates on the sidewalk let's say and the sun's not even out. It's a cloudy day, yet the water is evaporating. Why? Because individual molecules of water have reached the boiling point while other molecules have reached the freezing point and everywhere in between. And the total average might be 55 degrees because that's the air temperature outside or the temperature of the sidewalk. Yet the water evaporates anyway because at random the energy states gets transferred or um, at random, certain water molecules are going to be at boiling temperature and will boil off, but we call it evaporation because we don't see it as a collective event that it's boiling. It's happening only among certain molecules of water and not all of them. So this might be what goes on in a pre-plasma, pre um in a, in, a, in a vesicle of gas in which the collective temperature has not reached breakdown voltage yet, or will at, at all, ever, yet some of the molecules of the noble gas or the atmospheric gas molecules have already reached the voltage breakdown point and they are arcing and reached plasma. That's actually what happens before a lightning strike. Oh, this is very good. So we take an analogy straight from boiling water, which is really no different. The behavior of water, the behavior of a gas, with regard to temperature, pressure, it's all the same. It's not a solid material. So we treat it as a liquid or gaseous medium, which is all the same as far as I'm concerned. You, if somebody wants to beg to differ, let me know. But I don't think the gas law pressure applies any differently. Um, to water as it does to gas. I could be wrong, but um, no, when we raise the temperature of water, the pressure goes up. That's right. It's a direct relationship, so it's the same. De Broglie's uh, gas law, if I'm not mistaken, applies to liquids as well as to gases. Um, I suppose it relates to to solids somehow, but we won't go there. We don't have to go there. Okay. So, uh, what does that do? So that gives us fulfillment of the story, rumor, gossip mill, call it what you will, that Tesla had invented a device with no moving parts, no prime mover, and would last 5,000 years. That's a pretty bold set of statements when combined with each other, and yet be a power generator. And the Amon device fulfills all those qualities, especially when we convert it into Tesla's version utilized in his Piercero 1931 um, demonstration to himself (laughs) because Peter Savo was only there to look at the gas pressure gauge on the dashboard to make sure the pressurized vesicles or vessels tubes, glass tubes would not exceed their pressure because if they get overly excited their pressure will continue to go up so it probably will make a difference you know, whether you turn the car the electrical system on or off the power system um, does the pressure go up and exceed the safety maximum that would be what you'd be I would imagine what you'd be looking for um, not the opposite I don't think it's a danger if the pressure should drop but if the pressure should exceed its maximum that would be the danger So, I guess that's everything I need to say in this podcast. Sorry for the distance between my mouth and the microphone, but I am driving, (laughs) and I can't hold it up to me because the battery is uh, close to dead, and I have to have it plugged into a battery pack with a very short cord. So, that's what I get for uh, having a very old cell phone. Who I've an iPhone whose um, battery is about to go, and I don't have the money or the time or the uh, desire to have a 5G cell phone in my possession. No, thank you. I'll stick with the 4G and then I think I'll go back to flip phones. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that's enough said, I think.